Quebec. Good to see you there. And um, wasn't that a wonderful testimony talk by um, Sister Obadiah? I tell her she's growing. And along with her daughter, and you keep that word. That's all you need. A lot of uh, people don't have what you have. So don't trade it. Stay right where you are. Don't be fooled. There's nothing better than what you have, what you gave this morning. You just have to increase in it as the, as the scripture from Sister <coughs> Rosie, that uh, increasing your faith, was it uh, in Thessalonians? That uh, scripture that was just um, used right there. Um, that, uh, where was that scripture, Natania? First, take unto the Lord. You do it as unto, we have really good Bible study back there. <clears throat> so thank you all for coming. And um, Sister Obediah used this, uh, went back to the scripture in Exodus that that we were in, um, we were, uh, was it, um, was it uh, Wednesday night? We were there in Exodus chapter 15 when the, uh, the children of Israel came out of Egypt and the great victory that God gave them, the great deliverance. In Exodus chapter 15, God, they, they sang a song. They sang the song. Of Moses, and uh, they um, they offered up praise to God for the great deliverance that they had on the Red Sea shore. How he fought uh, against the Egyptians and delivered the Israelites, and uh, the Egyptians, the uh, Pharaoh, the uh, uh, soldiers were all drowned in the. Red Sea. See the Lord. Um, the Lord did that. So Miriam was it? Miriam and Moses, uh, along with the women, just uh, took their tambourines and and verse uh, twenty tambourine. Miriam the prophetess. See, she was a prophetess. Look at that. Uh, she made a lot of mistake, but she was a she was a woman of God. Miriam the prophetess, the sister of. Aaron, okay, um, she was actually the sister of Aaron and Moses, right, but it um, uh, says that the sister of Aaron uh, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dancing, just imagine on the Red Sea shore, uh, she took a timbrel. Your musical instrument is important. Song leader, song servant. <clears throat> you have to have the right spirit. You have to uh, have that joy. You uh, you can stir up the church or you can, when you're over the church, you're dead because you didn't put any life in it. But um, Miriam um, uh, stirred the congregation, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the people, all the women, went out after her with timbrels, tambourines, and with dancing. They were dancing, so 
dance is okay, playing timbres is okay, to do it unto the to the Lord. Okay, then um, Miriam answered them, answered them, she was the leader, sing ye to the Lord, for he had triumphed gloriously. Uh, uh, he had triumphed over the horse and his rider, uh, said um, his rider at he thrown into the into the sea. See then all of this wonderful song that they were singing and the praise and and um, you 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 can uh, you can sing a lot and shout and happy when everything is going right. See? Um, that's no real test. When everything is fine, your your money is right, your mortgage is paid up, your car is paid up, you're in good health. Anybody can sing, and anybody can shout. Uh, uh, you just see a wonderful victory, and your enemies uh, drowned at the bottom of the Red Sea. <clears throat> that which was chasing you was uh, uh, against you, and you have the victory over it. But uh, there's a lot more tests that's coming. There's uh, because with all of that singing, you know, people singing. And praise, and you can go on in God for a while, shouting and praising God for a long time in church, and something is going to test you to find out how faithful you are, or what motivates you. See, you have, you have a, you have um, you have the Holy Spirit, okay? That you cannot fool the Holy Spirit. We we can put on an act, and we can demonstrate. Uh, Get into uh, certain ways and fool people, but you cannot fool the Holy Spirit because the the Lord tries the heart, and God knows. And you see, when when people are on the mountain and shouting and a, a miracle is going on, and they have all of the that's no that's no sign that they've got the victory. See, that's no sign that they really love God. That's no sign that they're really happy. You wait. Something else is coming. See, after the crossing the Red Sea and the shouting and the timbrel and the dance, after the dance, when church is over, and then when the wilderness experience sets in, you know, you have to go to the wilderness. You come out of one wilderness or you come out of one problem, you come out of one test into another test. So someone, when they have a victory, they think that's it. No more tests. So when they are going through a test, they wonder, how come? And they cannot take it. But um, uh, that's how we enter into the into the things of God by much tribulation. So if you if you look at your Bibles right there in chapter 15 of Exodus, it says that in verse 22, look at it. See, the, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. And they went out into where? Into the wilderness of shore. See, so when you come out of one victory, many times you go through a wilderness. Okay, you go through a, a test experience to find out who you are. See, God gave you one victory and praise the Lord. But look out around the corner. There's going to be another test or a test for you. To, for your development. Okay, it's to find out uh, and to nail you down in God. So they, they, after the singing and the dancing, they, uh, 
they went out into uh, into the wilderness of shore and they went three days notice in the wilderness and found no water see everything is fine at first you know okay after service maybe the first afternoon everything is fine but look um, the next day and the next day and the next day and they didn't find any water okay well what about that shouting what about that singing what about that praises that you were doing on the Red Sea? What about that victory? You forget all of that victory already? It's easy to forget uh, one victory. And then you begin to, what do you do? Pray or you complain? Uh, uh, do you get in the attack mode? Or you get into uh, a mode of humility? And uh, let, We were talking about faith. See, in the wilderness, the scripture says that they had no faith. Okay, the word was not mixed with faith in the wilderness. That's why they died in the wilderness. The word that they heard was not mixed with faith. So, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out into the wilderness of shore. And they went three days in the wilderness without food. Without water, rather. Uh, they found no water. They, they were searching for water. And suddenly it dawned on them that they are in the wilderness. Suddenly it dawned on them that uh, you get a cut in your paycheck. <laughs> suddenly it dawned on you that you've got a major medical problem. That's going to eat up your finances. But remember you were shouting before. Okay you were. Look, look at all the words that they said. That it, the Lord is a man of war. Yes but do you let him fight? Your battles for you. Uh, it's there. But do you really. Let him fight your. Your enemies for you. He's a man of war. So why do you fight it for yourself. Why do you fight these battles for yourself. Uh, you cannot win. You cannot win. But uh, our victory is Jesus. Amen. When you see Jesus that's your victory. Your, your victory is not just because. Pastor pray for you. Or even encourage you. But your victory is Christ. Always. Jesus is your victory. And uh, the next verse. Says 23. Verse 20. And when they came to Mara. Which is bitter. That word Mara is bitter. Bitter waters. When they came there. They could not drink. They found some water. <laughs> but they couldn't drink the water. Yeah, You know that. See, uh, you went to a test, a trial, and then you figure, oh my goodness, I, I found a way out. I found a solution. Um, oh, I got, a, I, I got a rich uncle, let me call him, and uh, get a loan off of him. Okay, and uh, that rich uncle uh, disappoints you. You know, and uh, then you, oh, oh, I have, a, I have a rich cousin now, let me... Let me call him. Or I have a, I have a very spiritual father, or a very spiritual mother, or I have a relative that's spiritual. Let me go talk to them. See, let me let me get a drink from them. Let let me go for encouragement for them. And you find that you get there, it's bitter. Do you get that? You find that it didn't work for you. You're they couldn't solve your problem. See, it's bitter. Their 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 talk, their words is bitter. What's coming out of their mouth is bitter. 
it cannot uh, sweeten your spirit. It doesn't help you at all. See, and you you walk with that spirit. See, look at that. They came to a victory. And in about three days, they were bitter. How long does it take you to get bitter? Hmm? How long does it take you to turn from the joy and the rejoicing after all the miracles God did for you? And somebody just like that can turn you and you're bitter against the house of God. A bitter spirit. Okay, it's called a root of bitterness. Then uh, it, it says that, um, um, they, therefore, the, the, the name was called um, Mara, means bitter. Verse 24 now says, And the people murmured against Moses, saying, Have you ever heard that? Have you ever seen that? Who gets the attack, the blame? The pastor. No matter what the pastor does. He stands right here, the same. But some will get a blessing, but some will not. The water is bitter. Uh, you can turn uh, you can turn a church bitter by your by what you put in it, okay? And uh, you can turn or you can turn it sweet. Depends on your spirit. Said and the people murmured. See, murmuring, turning, complaining, turning. God can God can never work through gossip and complaining. No, see. It says that uh, the people murmured against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? <laughs> they just saw the miracles. They just saw the power of God, and now they're, they're not praying. They're not asking God for it. They're complaining, finding fault, ready to do something and to act. Okay, whether God tell them to do it or not. It, it says that, it says, what shall we drink? <laughs> Verse 24. 25 says. And he cried unto the Lord. Now you see the difference in spirit? They could have cried too. They could have prayed too. They could pray for the pastor. But what did they do? What do you do? You murmur and become bitter. You could have prayed for that pastor. He's your pastor. Well, he's got a weakness. Every man of God's got a weakness. Well, I don't like how we talk. Everybody, you don't like what we talk. I don't like the sound of a lot of people's voice. See? But you can't help it. And he, he cried unto the Lord. That's who you're crying to. And we want a church that cried to the Lord. We, we don't want a church that cried to one another. We do not want a church that clicks and get together. And that's my buddy. So I... Pass on gossip. If what's coming out of your mouth is not sweet. But if it's murmuring. Complaining. You're going to destroy yourself. And everybody that's listening to you. He cried unto the Lord. That's Moses. And the Lord showed him a tree. You, can you imagine? Right there was a tree. Does that remind you of anything? Huh? Does it remind you of another tree? Right there where it's bitter. Where you have a, so much problem. There's a tree. But you're not looking for the tree. You're looking for a person that will hear you. Gossip. Hear you complain and murmur. But there was a. Uh, the Lord showed him a tree. The Lord showed him a tree. That means. God has to open your eyes to the cross. When in your, in your sorrows and your tribulation. God will show you a tree. He'll show you the cross. Amen. That tree 
that stone, that rock. God never left them, but he was following them through the wilderness. That's beautiful. God uh, showed Moses the tree, which when he had cast into the water, he cut it down. The tree was there, cast it into the water. The waters was made sweet. Do you know what happened to the cross? Why Jesus Christ came to this bitter world, murmuring, complaining. The world was against God. He came to his home, and his own received him not. Huh? But what did he do? He got down in the midst of the water. The water is the people, Revelation says. He came among us. He dwelt among us. He died for us. That, 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 that cross, that man on the cross. Amen. He came among us. It was, he was cast into the water. Amen. And what does he do? He began to turn the water into sweetness. Look at some of you. Remember one time, mean? But you're sweet now. You've got a sweet spirit. There's something sweet about you, but boy, you know yourself. Hmm? You, 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 you're so mean that if you meet yourself, you know, uh, if you meet yourself coming in while you're going out, <laughs> you know, see, you, you begin, a, begin an argument. And he says that he cried unto the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. I like this. Oh God, show me every day that cross. Which when he had cast into the water, waters, the waters were made sweet. And there, there he made to them a statue and an ordinance. And there he proved them. When you go through your test, you don't know what. It's a proving time. But you blow it. See, just when God wants to bless you, you get all excited. When God wants to settle down to the word. And God is doing a new thing. God's going to give us the word. You get, a, you get all excited and miss the word. And instead of receiving the word. You're receiving it from men. And not from God. From this word. This powerful word. That we heard this morning. From our sisters. Okay now. Uh, verse 26. Is it? Uh, and said. If thou wilt diligently. Here's that. Remember what God did. God made an ordinances before. And the law, statutes, see, and God was going to begin to introduce them to law, to his law. So here God was testing them and proving them and said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ears to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none. Of these diseases. Upon you. That's the diseases that uh, was in Egypt. Said which I have brought upon the Egyptian. For I am the. Um, I am the Lord. Okay. Um, now. now the, the, the Lord that healed thee. Is there one more verse. And they came. To Elim. Uh, where, tw where twelve. Wells of waters. And. Three score palm trees. And they encamped there. By the waters. Okay you see you, they went through a test. But then God brought them out to heal him. Was telling them. I'm the Lord that healed you. If you will do this. I'm going to bless you. That none of those disease. 
that I place upon Egypt will not be on you. But there's a there's a statutes and judgment that you have to obey. The word of God. Okay, you disobey the word of God, then you will be struck with affliction. And there's no protection for you. Okay, now. Um, but after all of that, they came out to Elim, where there were 12 wells of water. See how God can provide. Huh? God can provide. God can bless. 12 wells of waters. And three score. And ten palm trees. My goodness. And they camped there. Picnicked. Shouting. You get what, what I'm saying? All you go through the test is God God is helping you. But go back now to chapter 15. Where it says that um, the Lord. Verse 3. Notice who that. The Lord. Who is he? The Lord is a man of war. In verse 3. The Lord is... Um, is a man of war. What is his name? Okay, you remember now the battle is fought through his name. He told his disciples, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, but in my name, because he's the warrior. In my name, cast out demons. See, we're fighting against an enemy, and you cannot fight the devil with carnal weapons. The weapons of our warfare, they're not corner, but they're mighty. Can you imagine you sitting there and you've got a mighty weapon? The weapons of our warfare are not corner, but they're mighty through God. When you use these, uh, these weapons, uh, David said to Goliath, said, uh, you're coming to me with uh, man-made weapons and your size and your big flesh. But David wasn't looking on how big they are, how rich they are, what they have. Uh, how many people go to their church? Uh, how, how strong their church is? What's coming in? But what David was looking on is the God that was there. Amen. How much of God do you have? Uh, do we have the covering of God? If God be for you, if God be for us, you cannot fail. I'm trying to tell this church. You cannot fail, no matter what man does to you. You cannot fail if God be for you. You've got to believe that. Man is not in charge. It's God that's in charge. God rules over all things. But you have to have that faith. Believe God that God will deliver you from the fiery furnace. From the lion, the bears. And when you face your Goliath, it's the same God. All problems. About all problems as an answer. All problems is Jesus Christ solving it. All problems. Christ is the answer. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. It doesn't matter what you're going through right now. If you keep your eyes on Jesus. He told him, he says, just obey and follow me. And I will put none of these diseases on you. They can't touch you. Okay, why? Why not? Because the Lord, look at that, the Lord is what? The Lord is a man of war. Praise God. The Lord is a man of war. Now, remember when this was written, he, he had not yet become man. 
but already he's identifying himself with us. That he's fighting the battle. He's among us. What he, what he said to Israel coming out of Egypt is that you're not alone. You're not fighting this battle alone. And the Lord was showing them that, that I'm with you. I'm a man of war. He reveals himself to, to them as a man of war. Okay? But even before we became man, the word were, became flesh. He was God. Jesus Christ. He was not known as Jesus Christ, but he was God. The son of God. And he's a man of war. Think of, think of it. When you get down on your knees and you bring your problems to him, he's going to help you. He's going to fight. When, when you tell Jesus about your problem, uh, you are delivering the case over to him. He's your attorney. And you don't have to say nothing on the witness stand. He takes this, the, the, sit, the witness stand for you and he speaks for you. And he has never lost a case. I don't care what you're going through. If you turn it over to Jesus. Don't take it back. Okay. Don't take it back. But turn it over to Jesus Christ. And you'll find what the Lord will do for you. He's a man of war. Did, did that same man of war. Fought in the fiery furnace. Was he? Did he fight in the fiery furnace? Was he the fourth man in the fiery furnace? Now, we couldn't help ourselves. We could not, we could not help ourselves. So he had to come to us in Isaiah the 59th chapter. I want you to turn there in the 59th chapter of the, the book of Isaiah. It's a beautiful chapter. Beautiful chapter. There was Israel was in captivity or going in captivity. The nations divided. And uh, the truth had fallen in the street. Go go to verse 14 for time's sake. You, you, you can read all of 59, but go to four, uh, um, go to verse 13. Let's read. Uh and I'm cutting it short right there. In transgressing and lying against the Lord and departing from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the art words of falsehood, and judgment near it, and judgment turn away backwards. There was no judgment. Judgment turn away. See, it was injustice there. And justice, notice. And justice standeth afar off. You couldn't get a right judgment on anything. There was corruption. And uh, it says that for truth. Look at that. Truth is falling in the streets. Just like today. In most cases truth is falling in the streets of religion. Okay. The street is the street of religion. Truth is falling in the church. Okay. The Laodicean spirit. The Lord stand without and knocking. Truth. You speak the truth. People get upset. Give them a, a little lie. Don't give them the truth. Truth is falling. In the, in the street. Just like the word can be falling. If you don't stand up. And uphold the word. 
this morning our sisters they were upholding the word truth okay and it says that equity cannot enter yea truth faileth what a sad state see where, where Israel gotten in this condition and he that departed from evil make it himself a prey that means if you decide to stand for the truth you, you decide to hold up the truth you get on you come on the persecution and you come on the persecution until you they want to break you till you join them and begin to persecute the church you know why because truth is falling in the streets of religion okay they don't want the truth they want something else give me a lie give me human personality don't stand up for the word of God. And he goes on. He says that. Um, he, that I go back here, he that departed from evil. Make it himself a prey. You, you begin to turn your life around. And begin to say. I'm going to serve God. You find out how much persecution. Relatives and friends. And enemy, whoever they are. You find out how many enemies and friends you have. Just decide. Oh my God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn my life to God. I'm going to go to church. I'm going to. Support the church. You, you find what persecution you have. But if you're out there drinking and cursing and swearing, oh, nobody cares. But once you begin to make up your mind that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then you'll find that the devil will be all over you because he's a devil. Amen. But God has some people that's going to stand up and they're going to push the devil back. And no devil is going to stop them. And, and you and I might not do it. See, I hope we do. But you and I might be carried away. I hope we, we will not be. See, but there's still a multitude of people that's going to serve God. Because he's worthy to be praised. So here it says, um, verse um, 13. Yea, truth faileth. And he that departed from evil, maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it. What? What, what happened? And the Lord saw it. God sees. Did you know, you think you're... You're going through a suffering and oh God do you see. He sees everything. And the Lord saw it. And it displeased him. <laughs> look, look, look at it. Somebody fighting you. Trying to tear your church up. Conniving. Working against the church. And they don't know that God sees that. God sees those spirits. That plotting. And the Lord sees it. And God wasn't pleased over it. God they said it displeased him. You know, when God is displeased, that means he's upset. He's mad at you. It, it displeased the Lord. Amen? And that there was no judgment, no right judgment. See, people stand up and say, no, no. Let's defend the house of God. Let's stand up. Let's protect the house of God. Let's stand for the things of God. No, no, give justice. See, give and listen to the word of God. And God's not going to stop until he have those kind of people. See, he's going to have a people, whether it's you or not. Okay, if you don't do it, you'll miss. But God's work goes on. And you stand before the judgment seat of Christ and you find out a multitude that's been through persecution and all kind of sorrows. But they stood. Amen? They, they can imagine they wandered in dens and caves, hungry, thirsting. They had nowhere to go. But God, but God stood with them. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That God stands with you. See, you standing in a position, 
time and an hour where um, uh, uh, truth cannot enter into the streets of religion in the church. They want it. Give me sports. Give me entertainment. Give me something else. Don't don't preacher stand there talking about the word of God. Tell me a story. Tell me a dream you had last night. We're tired of that. We have enough of the word. Tell me a dream. What did you dream last night? Huh? Who won the game? See, they don't want to hear the word of God. Don't want to hear that Jesus Christ is coming back. He's going to establish his kingdom upon the earth. Truth is falling in the street. And equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth. And he that departed from evil, that means you're going to serve God. You're going through your sanctification process where you're set apart for holy use. What happened? Hmm? What happened? You're going to suffer. Make it in my prayer. And the Lord, you know what I pray is when they make your prayer? Hmm? You ever see an hungry lion going after to eat him up? Huh? You become lion food. Okay. You become food for the predators. The gossipers. That means you just turn and begin to serve God and you love God and you show everybody that you're not going to follow the devil. You become food for the enemy. <laughs> but I want to let you know when God calls you and fill you with the word of God no matter how much the devil bites you and chew you, he cannot swallow you. He cannot defeat you. All right, the whale, the whale swallowed Jonah, right? For three days. But what happened? Finally, the whale got sick and said, I'm tired of this man in my stomach praying, crying out to God, and he spit him out. That's what you do when the world tried to swallow you, hmm? eat you up, devour you. Huh? Nothing can overcome you. My Lord. I said nothing can overcome you. Why not? Because you've got the Lord on your side. And who is he? He's a man of war. The Lord is a man of war. Watch this. Let me go on a little further here. Uh, verse, uh, verse 16 now. Verse, verse, verse 16. Look at it. You have to read with me. And he saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. No, there's no one. There's no intercessor. How do you fight this battle? Huh? Not with sword. Put up the sword. Not with corner weapon. But on your knees, with your hands up, with your face down before God, crying out to God. Okay? When all this was going on, huh? what, what if you have a church and everybody's a gossiper? You lose a church. But if there's some intercessors, if there's someone in the church that's praying and crying out to God, God will restore it. And he saw that there was no, no man and wondered that there was no intercessors. Therefore, what did he do? Huh? Well, look at look at it. Look at me. You're crying out. You're all alone, and nobody's here to help you. 
And the Lord, it displeased the Lord of your suffering. What is God going to go do for you? Hmm? There's no man. God's going to come and help you. He saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessors. Therefore, his harm brought salvation unto him. The harm of God is Jesus. And it brought salvation unto him. When he saw that there was no one that could deliver. Alright. Even David couldn't do it. Isaiah couldn't do it. Abraham could not do it. But God found one. God found one. And that one went down to Egypt. And he got the Israelites out. That one divided the Red Sea. That one went through the wilderness. And when they wanted water. He was a rock. When the water was bitter. He was the tree that was cut down. And placed in the water that turns it sweet. When they wanted manna. The Bible said he followed them in the wilderness. Why? Uh, uh, before Joshua was going up. When he's going up to Jericho. To overturn Jericho. To take Jericho. And he saw the angel of the Lord. He said. With a drawn sword. Right. Angel had a drawn sword. That was the Lord. He already had his sword out. Okay, You're going through an affliction. By the time you cry to him. He already has the sword out. And Joshua said. Are you for us or for our adversary? He said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? I'm the man of war. Every place in the Bible you find Jesus fighting or battles. Where, where, where did he fight the God? A great battle. Right in the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, he took an, an animal and made a cloak. Blood was shed. Amen. And what was the judgment upon the enemy? Huh? He never cursed Eve or Adam. The devil was cursed. Cursed be the ground for your sake. Because he's going to make a new heaven, new earth. So he cursed this one. And uh, uh, he said to, um, to Eve, you're going to have a son, a seed, a child, a baby, a man child. That's going to bruise a fighter. A man of war. He's going to be a man of war. He will fight. And he's going to destroy the head. The government. All of the establishment of the devil. Every plan. Every idea. Every thought of the devil. Will be destroyed by this man child. And I'm telling you this morning. That every. Everything that's attacking you. But you know what. Sometimes we don't want to give it up. We just. Oh. I don't feel like fighting. I don't feel like. Yes you have to. Otherwise the devil will kill you. But you've got weapons. You don't know a mighty fortress is your God. He's your shield. Did, did you know that every weapon. Every instrument you have is Jesus. He becomes your sword. What a man of war. He become your helmet. Of salvation. He's the sword of the spirit. And he girded you with truth. 
and your feet shod with the preparation of of the gospel. He's everything to me. He's everything to you. You call on him and you will see. The Lord is a man of war. When you get down and you don't even need anybody, just you and him. You get down there and the devil attacking and fighting you, call on Jesus. And when he comes, you'll see the difference. That's right. Look at that. With all, and, and he saw that there was no man. I'm showing you why Jesus came. Nobody else could do it. He saw that there was no man and wondered. Look at it. You know, there was no man. And look at all of the hurt and the suffering. And there was no intercessors. Everybody was gone astray. You know that the devil attacking you attack, and, and people just let the guard down and still enjoy having fun. Careless. Don't know it's time to fight. The church has said, oh, I'm here. I'm enjoying myself. I'm a... And the Lord wondered that there's no intercessors. There's nobody there praying. Instead of that, we're just having fun. I want, a, I want a piece of the world. I want more. Praise the one that's crying out, oh God, spare the people. Oh God, save the church. And oh God, here's my extra offering. That's fighting. You know you fight with your money? You're going to fight the PG&E. Push them back every month. Fight the mortgage. Intercede. Intercessor so we can be here another year as we come close to this year. Did you know that God brought us through this year? Did you know it was a fight? It was a battle? We could have lost our church. You, you could have been this morning not sitting here. That was a plan of the devil to stop you from having a church. But that was not the plan of God. The plan of God was we would meet this morning and have church. And how did it happen? I feel like shouting. How did it happen? Because the Lord is a man of war. <laughs> Woo! That's why we're here. That's why we came through the storms. We came through the fire. We came through the flood. Because the Lord is a man of war. He began to fight for you. And he that begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He's never lost a battle. No one can pluck you out of his hand. Don't you feel like shouting? When, when you think who Jesus is, you know, I mean, it's, it's a sin. Just to have your problems, holding on to it and crying, let him go. Give it to Jesus. But you nurse it and you hold it. You put a bottle in the mouth. Please pray for me. Let that thing go. Give it to the man of war. He saw that there was no man. No man could fight and overcome the devil. No one could die on the cross. There was no man. And wonder that there was no intercessors. They 
in the garden, those boys fell asleep. Therefore, his arm brought salvation. He had to do it himself. He had to come as a savior. He had to become a man. He was God. But now because there was no intercessor, no man that could bring deliverance, he had to become sin for us. Who knew no sin? He was born in a manger, born of a virgin. The word became flesh. Don't you feel like shouting today? Don't you feel like... Huh? Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him. And his righteousness it sustained him. <laughs> Jesus. Woo. That's something to shout about. Hey, that's something to love God for. And the devil doesn't like that. I tell you, that's powerful, isn't it? Verse 16, 17. So what did he do? What did he do? You see what he did? Huh? What did he do? He put on. Yeah, he put on. Righteousness as a breastplate. Do you have the breastplate? You have the same breastplate? So what he became, you are now. You ought to be shouting. He put on righteousness as a breastplate. You read it for yourself and shout. Don't let me enjoy it all by myself. And an helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put he put on the garment of vengeance for clothing. And was clad with zeal as a cloak. Because he's a man of war. That's why you can shout. That's why you can praise the Lord. According to their deeds. Accordingly. He will repay. Don't, you're not losing anything. Anybody that fights you. They're going to have to pay. What is going to repay? Fury. Let me read on a little more. According to their deeds, accordingly, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the island, he will repay recompense. It doesn't matter where you go. You're going to have to pay. God will get you. Verse uh, 19. Let me read quickly. So shall they fear the name of the Lord. From where? From the west. So we are in the west. And his glory from the rising of the sun. Where? The east. When the enemy. Ah, ha, ha, shall come in. Like a flood. Want to overturn you. Attack you. What happened? The spirit of the Lord. Shall lift up a standard against him. And, and you've seen that. That's why we have this church. That's why you're shouting. You've seen that. But we still stand. You know why? Because we had the man of war. 
And if God be for us. Verse 20. Who can be against us? And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. That's the second coming. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob. Said the Lord. Is that it? 21. Read on. As for me. This is my covenant with them, said the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my word which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, said the Lord, from henceforth and forever. It's the word, it's the word, it's the word. Is that it? Oh. Okay, so that's it for me too. Then you can go to you you go to uh, Ephesians chapter six for the wep- for the weapons, the armor. You pick it right up there, and the wa- the the word, and how he came as a man of war, but he was born as a virgin. We'll pick that up. He was born. As a uh, from a virgin without sin, the Son of God, amen. Praise God, amen. Praise our God, amen and amen.